strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800 State Farm. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's gonna be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! So in LA, as we speak, they have rolled out the big red carpet for NFL honors. They're handing out the hardware, the season awards. They're announcing the Hall of Fame class 2022. While here in the AZ, we're rolling it out for the Big Red Rage. And you know it's big, Ron Wolfley, when our special guest is the former big-time playmaker and leader of the Big Red D (laughs) with an even bigger personality. Carlos Dansby is the featured guest tonight on the Big Red Rage, brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi here, Ron Wolfley there. Man, I cannot wait to talk to Lowe's Dirty. Are you kidding me? One of my favorite human beings, one of my favorite Cardinals of all times, Paulie. Carlos Dansby, it's going to be great talking to him. We could talk to him about the Pro Bowl and how great the Pro Bowl was, Paul. And we can talk to him. <laughs> we can talk to him about the Rams being in the Super Bowl and maybe even get some advice on his social media. Maybe we could do all of that, Paul. Well, how much of the Pro Bowl did you watch, by the way? You know what, Paulie? I tuned in for a couple of plays and then I, I asked for a barf bag after that. I was like, please, honestly, I, listen, I get it. It's a different day and age, ladies and gentlemen. Football in the football universe in a state of flux right now. The game is changed. It is changing. I understand all of that right there. It just, at some point in time, you're going to have to say, man, why are we playing this game? I mean, I've been in lines of the DMV that were more physical than that game. I'll just tell you right now. I mean, you know, jockeying for position, jockeying for position in the aisles of Best Buy in a Black Friday sale was more physical than what I saw there. It's just uh, so, you Listen, know. Listen, when Mac Jones takes it, how many yards was it, Paul? I, I have 60 no something, idea, yeah. but you got to yeah. be kidding me. He's doing the gritty out there. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple of rookies who didn't get the memo. Micah Parsons for putting Mahomes on his butt at the end of the first half, and then and then Mac Jones. So they'll learn. They'll learn, okay? Uh, sort of like you, Ron Wolfley. Did you not learn the hard way? Because if we're talking about Carlos Dansby, you're talking about maybe the best draft class of all time in Cardinals history, 2004. Round one, Larry Fitzgerald. Round two, Carlos Dansby. Round three, Darnell Dockett. Whoa. Round five, Antonio Smith. Oh. Who was in- key cog as well antonio but, smith in round five you gotta be kidding wolf uh did you not get the wrong end of a larry Fitzgerald tweet here in the last 24 hours because <laughs> you're not alone larry's on fire right now he played in the pro-am at the open yes. um, he's ripping darren urban as we speak for not getting that sun's tattoo from last year's run to the nba finals and then he took a shot at your alma mater yeah Polly. you know what honestly i did not respond i thought if i tried to respond it was only going to make it worse yes. when he's got like three million followers <laughs> right. yeah it's a bit of a size disadvantage for you social media wise well, i'm okay? still i'm still 
still getting a hundred yeah. hits on my phone a night because of that. <laughs> Seriously, okay. because of Larry yeah. his Twitter feed. And a little bit later, we're getting to get into Kyler and the social media oh, drama. No. And we're going to hear from Larry, what he had to say about it, a little bit later in the show. But right now, how about Larry uh, talking to the media? Now, as we know, recently uh, he started a LinkedIn account, speaking of social media, and, and he listed former athlete in his description. And so, okay, Larry, um, you know, tell us about, you know, he wouldn't say the R word. Right. He says he's not going to retire for a long time. We think he means business-wise. As far as being a player, uh, here's Larry on the game. There's days that you, you watch the game and, you you know, you, you, you see D-Hop make a great catch or you see, you know, Urs do something special or you see DJ pancake a guy or Chandler get a sack or Buddha get a pick and you get really excited and you wish you would be there and participating with it. But, you know, it's a, I had a great run. It was it's fun. You know, it's, it's, I, would, I wouldn't change anything. You know, I wish we would have – I wish I could have delivered more for the Valley in terms of winning the championship. But, you know, that's, that's, not, that's water under the bridge at this point. You know what, Paul, that comment right there sounds like his career is water under the bridge right now, does it not? It does sound past tense, yes, does it not? very, very past tense right there. I wouldn't change anything. That right there, to me, was the good, that, that is the one, the one sentence I'll point to and say, man, that right there, I wouldn't change anything. He's done. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, look, I've had we both had conversations about him, about what's next in his life. And I think he's getting into it, you know, slowly but surely into the business side of things. I think if you ask Larry and you put him in the trust tree or on a lie detector, yeah. he has aspirations of being bigger in business than he was in football. And that's saying something. And, you know, yeah. every bit along the way, you know it, Wolf. I mean, he was he was sure to go ahead and try and set himself up in his second career. In fact, you know, talking to 12 Sports and Cam Cox, here's what Larry said about that. I played 17 years. I made a million connections. I was able to do everything, you know, that I ever wanted to do in terms of preparing to be able to make a smooth transition whenever that time was. And so, you know, it was something I prepared for, and, uh, and I was very fortunate for that. You know what I think, Paulie, when I listen to Larry Fitzgerald talking about that? He, his next job is going to be executive vice president of success. That's, that's, right. that's going to be it right. right there. He is our executive VP of success. Whatever it is that this guy from Pitt, of all places, from Pitt, whatever he chooses to do, I think it's probably going to be successful, Paul. Or, or maybe his title will be to play off what Cliff Kingsbury said about Larry, the executive VP of winning at life, because <laughs> nobody wins at life like Larry. And, and he's smart enough to take up the game of golf. Now, he's got a serious hankering for the game of golf, and he's got a passion for the game, but he's also smart enough to know how much business is done on the golf course, big business. So uh, there he was uh, talking to the media, and I don't think anybody really expects Larry to come back, which... You know, then begets the next question, Wolf, because we've been sitting for over a year on all this content, okay, in the Cardinals media department. You know, when are you going to release all this, including a 13-minute biopic Ken James, you know, Ken Burns uh, documentary <laughs> I've been working on that I've had to revise like four off-seasons in a row. So maybe, just maybe, Larry, you can give us the green light and we can release all this content honoring your career. Yeah, exactly. There's my little rant. You know what, honestly, though, right now, it, the fact that he's a good golfer is not a 
surprise to me, Polly, whatsoever. He's got the anchor. I, that's the one thing about Larry. He's got the can. He's got that butt to anchor him down. You look at some of the greatest golfers of all time, of course. Oh, no. They've got the anchor, Paul. They do. It's one of the reasons why you stink out on the course, Paul. It's one of the reasons why I stink out on the course. All right, Dave Pash, the same way. We're not anchored, Paul. We don't, we don't have the anchor. Larry, he's got that anchor. Larry was terrible, though, when he started. And he, <laughs> yeah, but he's not he, now. Yeah, he's not now. Now he, he's got so many country club memberships, I don't think he, he loses track of them, but they wouldn't let him on some of those clubs until he broke 100, and then he had to break 90, and then he had to break 80, and it was his own personal challenge. So so there you go, uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, talking to the media, and once again, I think everybody figures that his playing days are behind him. Maybe, just maybe, Wolf, who knows? Uh, maybe this coming home schedule, there might be Larry's name and number going up into the Ring of Honor, perhaps. You yeah. can see that happening, right? No, you know what, Paulie? Yeah, that is definitely coming at some point in time, and that is going to be oh, that is going to be a special <laughs> yeah. day in front of the Red Sea. There's no doubt about that, but you know I I actually see Larry at some point, maybe not next season, but the season after that, I do see him getting into broadcasting, Paul. I really do believe that. I mean, this is a guy, you listen to how articulate Larry is, what a deep thinker is. He is, you know that, Paulie, and the way that he knows this game and the fact that he's got a podcast with Tom Brady, right, and Jim Gray, I, I just kind of feel, Paul, like he might be being pulled into that part of of football. Yeah, especially if it's something he can do, maybe like Kurt Warner style from a studio in L.A. where he's not traveling every weekend. Right. We'll see. We'll see. It all depends on the travel because that's what Bruce Arians realized, did he not? Yes. <laughs> he actually traveled more as a broadcaster, as an analyst, than he did as a head coach because there was no such thing as a home game. He was on the road every single weekend. By the way, speaking of Cardinals coaches, former Cardinals coaches now, Jim Dre is the new tight ends coach with the Chicago Bears. Yep. And Brenson Buckner is now the D-line coach with Jacksonville. So a couple of spots opening up on Cliff Kingsbury's staff. We'll see what that means in the near future. In the very near future, up next, Carlos Dansby. And once again, we're going to hear from Larry on Kyler and all that. We'll see what Los has to say, if anything, about the end of the Cardinals season. Remember, he's a former Bengal. What does this mean to Cincinnati? And speaking of the Ring of Honor, are we speaking to a future member as well? Carlos Dansby is next. The Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Draw play. Johnson up the middle. Gets hit in the hole by Dansby and pushed back. Carlos Dansby came up and picked his nose with his face mask. Quick drop for Bullock. Drilled by Dansby! And the ball may have come out. Dansby may have just taken it away from Bullock. And he did! It's Cardinals ball at the 34-yard line. There's that filthy bird. Carlos Dansby coming out of the cage. And he's mad. Shotgun snap. Rodgers dropping back in trouble. Rodgers hit. Ball came out. Cardinals have it. Dansby. He's going to score. They're going to New Orleans. Carlos Dansby took it away from Aaron Rodgers and took it to the house. Throws left. It's deflected and picked off. Dansby. There it is. Number 20. He got it. 40-20. Carlos Dansby secures the win and is in the history books. The Dirty Bird got his 20. Congratulations, Carlos Dansby, an exclusive club. 40 or more sacks, 20 interceptions. Yeah, five players ever 
Ron Wolfley. That was 2017 against the Niners off C.J. Beathard. Of course, uh, we heard some other all-time highlights. Our Jim Omohundro going into the archives there, including the game winner, the walk-off touchdown in the 2009 wildcard game against the young Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. He had a pick in Super Bowl 43. He had more career tackles than Brian Urlacher. Think about that. <laughs> Three different stints with the Cardinals. As we go deep into SEC country, Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama, you never have to ask us twice to reconnect with all-time Cardinal great oh, Carlos Dansby. Los, how we doing? Los! <laughs> Fellas, how's it going, man? How's it going? It's great, man. It's intro, man. Los, it is awesome, dude. I, I got to ask, where are you right now? Where are you? Man, right now I'm in uh, Birmingham. Okay. Okay, you're yes, in Birmingham, and do you still own homes, Los, all over the country? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, well, man, but I, I'm, I had to get closer to the kids, man. I, you know, I wanted to get this, this southern hospitality culture type thing going on out here. And uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Now, uh, we know you're a big-time businessman, uh, but are, are you doing yes, any sir. coaching at all do you, do you, with the kids and stuff, or are you keeping your distance from sports and ball these days? How do you approach that? Oh, man, look, man. You, you won't believe the opportunity I, I had to pass on, man. Um, I had a grand opportunity, man, to be a head coach oh, of a man. college university. Whoa. Um, and the crazy part about it, man, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to put all the time it was going to take to – be yeah what all i needed to be to to these young men coming and looking at me as a father figure you know yes. um it was a blessed opportunity um but i had to i had to tell the guy i said man look i don't want to mess this up you only get one shot to be a head coach man and um and i had a, i had a grand opportunity to put my name in the hat but i know if i had to put my name in the hat i was gonna get the opportunity and i was gonna be the head coach man and i just didn't want to let nobody down or not live up to my own expect my own expectations of me being a father figure on that level because that's how you coaches on the college level as father figures. Yeah, there's no doubt, Los. I mean, honestly, and that it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that. That is who you are, no doubt about it. So, can we assume coaching is something you're interested in, want to do in the future uh, at some point? At some point, man, I, I want to, you know, I wouldn't mind coaching. I wouldn't mind at all, man. I got too much information. I got too much information. Right. And, and, and the crazy part about it, I'm putting it in some of these young linebackers that are going to be coming out here pretty soon. They're reaching out to me on Instagram and social media, and I'm giving them these gems, man, and they're applying the information. Mm-hmm. And they seeing the, and they seeing it, right? And they like, bro, I never knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm glad you know now. So now you just keep applying it, and you're going to continue to have success in that space. I'll tell you what, based on your epic pregame speeches, okay, that we that we all witnessed and all heard down yeah. on the field during your career, there's no doubt you would be a motivator of young men. And, and if I remember right, you credit that. Was your father a preacher? Is that where you got that ability from? <laughs> man, you're absolutely right, man. My pop's my pop been preaching, man. My father's been preaching. Man, ever since I've been, I know six, seven years old. Even, Amen. You know, and um, and it, it came natural to him, and, it, and I know I got it in me. Paul, <laughs> um, I feel like I've been running from it for the longest. You know, saying, yep. but my ministry is is through sports and entertainment. Yep. I think, and um, and I want to be able to uh, lead young men in the right direction, help them, you know, better their lives, and 
and, and get there, man, get to their dreams and Speak, aspirations. Yeah, absolutely, Lo. Speaking of young men right here, when you think of the young men that were out on the field, some of them not so young for the Arizona Cardinals in 2021, what do you think of? What, what, what do you, how do you process the Arizona Cardinals in 2021? That, they was just that. They was young. Um, inexperienced, um, didn't know how to close out the grand opportunity, right? They, they, they haven't been there before. This is their first time being there as a unit. Um, so it, it takes a lot, man. It takes a, it takes everybody, man. You got to do your one eleven. That's what we used to call it. You got to do your, everybody got to do their part and they got to do it to the best of their ability and they got to trust their technique. It's a lot of things to go into it, right, on every snap. And them guys, they didn't they, – they went in there with their eyes wide open, but they were seeing too much instead of being focused on the, the task at hand and executing every snap. They wasn't executing every snap. They was looking for something that wasn't there, and they, they was running around like they seen ghosts. And it, it blew my mind, the performance that they, they put out there the last, the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just comes down to – not being on the same page and everybody playing together, everybody trying to make the big play instead of just playing as a unit. Carlos Stansby is our guest on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. So to what degree do the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow blow your mind? Yeah. Because you're second to last year in the league, 2016, in the Natty. You had 114 tackles that season. Are you rooting for the Bengals? And what do you make of a second-year quarterback? doing what he's done. I mean, they had never won a road playoff game in the history of the franchise, Los, and look what Joe Burrow's been doing. <laughs> man, first of all, man, I appreciate uh, Mr. Brown and his family, man. Like I said, the history of the game. Like I told you, Wolf, when I when I went up to Cleveland, I got educated on football. Yeah. This, this was in 2014, brother. I got really educated on the whole game, and I think that's the reason I had to go that way and then end up coming in two – Mr. Brown and his family in Cincinnati, you know, it just it was just, man, it, it was just a history lesson for me. And um and I appreciate that 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 experience I had out there in Cincinnati and all the all my teammates that I played with. Uh we had a good time, man. We had had a great time. And to see them where they are now, man, it's 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 a it's a blessing, man. It's it's exciting. Young Joe Joe Barrow, he just throwing the ball mm-hmm. all over the place, man. You got Jamar Chase, office in line, you know they they, they they playing halfway decent. They gave up a lot of sacks. He ain't got hit a lot, but he's still hanging in there, man, and he's making plays. Um, got to take my head off to him, man. It's, 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 it's fun to watch. You know, it's amazing, Los, because, of course, um, in our industry, nobody cares what kind of advice you're going to offer somebody. Nobody cares about your analysis. They don't care. They just want to know who's going to win. <laughs> so, right. So I'm right. going to ask you, Los, now that you're okay. with us, now that you're uh-huh. on the air with us and you're no longer playing, we'll just get to the cut to the quick of it. Who's going to win this game, Los? Bro, well, this is going to be a tough one, man. Yeah. I- I'm pulling for I'm pulling for 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 the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. to win this thing, right? Because I, I was there, I played there. You know what I'm saying? I was in that locker room. Now, can they beat the Rams on that stage? Mm. I don't. How it's gonna be hard, man? You mm. got Von Miller been there. You got Aaron Donald been there. Mm. Like too many guys on that side of the ball been there, so they understand it and, and they know what it takes to win. So, <sighs> but. Cincinnati playing great as a team. 
Don't know everybody on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah. But the way they're playing as a unit remind us remind me of 08, mm. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. 08, 09, AZ Cardinals. Nobody really knew who he was. But as a unit, we was deadly. You know, and they got they had to they ain't have no choice but to respect us because we was in the we was in the Super Bowl. What do you think those guys are feeling, especially the Bengals? Right? The Rams have been there and done that to a large degree a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Bengals are brand new to this. Uh, you've been through it as a brand new team going to a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 43. So what do you think the Bengals are experiencing right now? And, and would you have any advice for them, just, just in their ability to get ready for the big stage and the big moment? Um, I, well, I'm going to advice to the coaches. Slow the game down. Slow the game down as fast as you possibly can when that when that whistle blow, and that first kickoff, and all them lights get to flashing. Slow the game down. Mm. If you can slow the game down, y'all can win this ball game. If you don't slow this game down, it's going to be a long day, and it's going to be over with fast. Because I'm telling you, the Rams, their scheme, the way they play the game, they play it fast. You're going to have to slow this ball down. You have to run this ball down their throat in order for them to win this ball game, they got to play ball control, get in position, let your field goal kicker do what he do best. Um, if you got to play, make it. You know, if not, don't force it. Slow the game down. Hmm. Los, how about this right here? Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? I mean, um, which quarterback are you taking? Oh. <laughs> Oh, see, because I, I gotta Joe. tell you, I'm taking Joe. I'm taking Joe. I'm taking, You're Joe. taking Joe. I'm taking Joe. Okay. I'm taking Joe. You know what? So I'm am I. Joe. So am I. And I feel weird. I feel weird doing that. So I mean, Matthew me Stafford's been in me there yeah. 13 I'm, years. I'm glad I don't feel. I ain't only one feeling weird about that. But I'm taking Joe. <laughs> Why are you taking Joe, Los? Joe showed that he could do it at a high level on the college platform. Mm-hmm. Set records, broke records, the whole nine. Very consistent, right? Came into the league his first year. He was on track he was good. to be very successful and had an injury. Now he come right back, and <laughs> he's been proving himself every weekend, week out, putting up 300-plus yards passing. And he's very consistent with being calm and collective, and he can still move and run, and, you know, hey, I'm, I'm taking show. You know, he's the first quarterback to make the Super Bowl after getting sacked the most times in the regular season. He's been sacked 63 times between the regular and postseason. He's still finding ways to win. We know he won the playoff game. He got sacked nine times. It just seems mm-hmm. close. And you, you hear the Bengals, his teammates, talk about how he's galvanized that team, even though he's a second-year guy. How important is it for that position, that quarterback, to be that guy, that dude? Because you had that guy in Kurt Warner in 08, didn't you? Yes, sir. We had Kurt Warner, man, and um, and he was that guy. You know, um, everything rides on him. We're going to go as far, as far as he go. You know, and he knew that, right? And he took on that challenge, and he was ready for that challenge. He was primed and ready for that challenge. So I'm impressed that Joe is so primed so early for this this role and this challenge. It, it speaks a lot about his character, you know, the way he was raised the whole nine. Um, it goes without saying, and um, like I said, man, his experience in this game, the whole nine, it, it says it speaks a ton. Because, like I said, Kurt was that guy. And um, is that the next step for Kyler, Los? Is that the next step for Kyler, or is that too much to mm. put on him at this point? You got to let it come to you. 
And I think that's what happened down the stretch. He was trying to force it, right? Mm. And he got to let it come to him, man. Um, and he he got to recognize it, right? He got to recognize it and take control of the reins quick, quickly. Like, that game was moving too fast for him, man. That Rams game was moving way too fast for their offense and their defense. They couldn't stop the run because they was out of position. They didn't, they didn't trust their technique. And on offense, they was getting beat on pass on pass protection, and the receivers couldn't get open because the game was moving too fast. Get the ball out of his hands quick, throw screens, slow the run, run a ball, do something. You got to slow them down because it, the game was moving entirely too fast. And when you try to throw the screens, you get tipped and get picked off. So that kind of deflates you right there as well. And you get behind on them guys, man, it's, it's going to be a long day. Los, I just want to be sure on this. What do you mean, though, by you got to let it come to you? Uh, what I'm meaning is you, you can't you gotta, force you, it. You got to feel it. You got to feel it. it it's, it's a feeling. Well, if it's a feeling that you got to, you, you got to know that you're in control of this game. You got to control it. Yeah. You got to control it. You, the coach is going to throw everything at you. No doubt about it. But at some point you got to control it, man. And be like, Hey man, come to the sideline coach. This, this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You say something, this book is saying something, but they are giving me something totally different. They moving too fast. Cause we got to slow these guys down in order for us to have some success on offense, and we got to get into a rhythm. They never got into a rhythm on offense, and it showed. Yeah. It was it, it was it was disheartening, man. I was I was disappointed, man. I was like, man, come on. I'm with you. Call the timeout, hell. You know, just like just like if you're on the basketball court and a team come down and they hot, they hit two to three threes in a row, man, we call the damn timeout. I don't care what's going on. Call that timeout. Burn that timeout. You can't take them with you no way. Burn that timeout. Let's slow this thing down. Give us something that you like. Tell me something you want to you want to see right now on this drive, and let's start from there. You just sometimes you got to scrap it, man. You mm. got to scrap it and go back to you know the basics mm-hmm. and start playing basic football. Former Cardinals great linebacker Carlos Dansby on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. I just ask you one specific about the game, Aaron Donald. How do the Bengals slow him down? Does he have the potential, especially? That seems to be the most popular analysis, to Wolf's point, right, is that the Bengals' overmatched interior line is just going to get dominated by Aaron Donald, and he's going to wreck the game. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Man, mm. it's hard. It's hard because you got to run the ball. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the only way you, that's the only way you can slow him down, mm-hmm. run the ball. Make him get tired from that perspective, man, because you sit back and trying to throw this ball 60 times, you're going to get destroyed. 55 times, you're going to get destroyed. <laughs> now, you get it down to 25 throws, 30 at the most, you got a shot. Yeah. You got a shot. And all you want is a shot because you got a kicker that can that can put it through the uprights. He's an Auburn guy, too, so, you know, I'm taking my hat off to him on that one. You know? <laughs> um, and But that's how you slow Aaron Donald down, man. It's It's – all you can do is try to run away from him, uh, try to run to him. Um, you you got to beat him up because you let him just tee off on you like hey. we did. You see what happens. Yeah, Los, I got to Miller, Then Von Miller get hot, and then you're, <laughs> yeah. you're in trouble. Right. You know you're in it. trouble at that point. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one 100%, Los. I have to ask you this. Part of the 40-20 club, what do you think mm-hmm. the chances are for the Hall of Fame, bro? What I mean, I'm serious now. What what do you Wolf. think? Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. I want to make history. If they if they put me in this Hall of Fame, it would be history. History would be made. 
because I'd be the only, I'd be the only guy in the whole Hall of Fame with a bus that didn't make a Pro Bowl. <laughs> That's right. Or All Pro, first team. I'd be the. That's hard for me. That's one. hard for me to to believe, Los. Fathom, right? It's That's hard. hard to fathom, right? It is. With all the great years you had, that is really hard for me to really you, process. You had a second-team All-Pro, because I looked it up just to verify. You had the second-team All-Pro, but you're right. No Pro Bowls, no first-team All-Pro. Come on, man. How? How is that even possible? But it's cool. You know what? You I want to be in friends. this position, because I want to make history. I want to be like, I want this moment to outlive me forever, because it won't be no one else ever to ever grace the Hall of Fame with no Pro Bowls and no All-Pros. It would be no one else. I would be the only one out of 100 years of football, Wolf. Yeah. It's 100 years of football we're talking about. You take that and run, man. 40-20 club. I want that. <laughs> I'm with you. I want that, Wolf. I want it. Well, I mean, that 40-20 club speaks for itself. It's Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, Seth Joyner, Wilbur Marshall, and Carlos Stansby. Stop it. That's it. So, That's it. I mean, that does your talking for you right there. Just the company you're keeping in that exclusive all-time club, right? It, I, you, you said it better than me, Paul. And the crazy <laughs> part about this, Paul, the crazy part about this, London Fletcher, I think he was one He was one sack away from being in this club. Mm. To Keo Spice, one interception away. From being in this club, bro. I these two legends mm-hmm. I'm talking about right here. This is the Iron Man. This man that played over 250 some games with no like played every snap, every game, never missed a game, and he was one play away from being in this club, bro. And then to be tied with Mr. Bobby Bell for interceptions for touchdowns with six, mm. I'm tied for first place. In a hundred years of football, what's your favorite one, man? What is it right now? What's, come wow. on, quickly! We only got like thirty seconds. My my favorite my favorite pick in the set my pick six. I say it's the one when I tipped it up in the air and I picked <laughs> it off against Philly yeah. on a bootleg. That was the one. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. Let me retract that. I would say the Manning brothers. I'm, I'm the only player ever to pick off both of them twice in one game and intercept for a touchdown in the same game. That's awesome. Los, we love you. Thank you yes, so sir. much, buddy. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Paul appreciates yeah. it. We love you. God bless you, bud. Yeah. Love it. Right, thanks, Th- brother. Thanks, thanks Carlos, man. We always look forward to it. Never disappoints. Carlos Stansby, the all-time Cardinal on the Big Red Rage. We'll come back. We'll hear what Larry had to say about Kyler. More on the Super Bowl. The Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Kyler Murray of the Cardinals back in the shotgun. Two receivers right, single man left. Murray is back to pass. Looking, looking, moves left. Now moves right, moves left again. Murray backpedaling, chased by Crosby. Murray flips his hips. He throws toward the end zone, and that one is caught. It's caught in the end zone. Mike Evans of the Buccaneers out jumps everybody and makes the catch for the touchdown. Shotgun snap to Murray. Back looking, throws left side for the end zone, and that's caught by Pitts for the touchdown. Murray back in the shotgun, backs on either side. Here's the snap. Murray back to pass. Murray looking. Throws for the end zone. Got cooked wide open. It's caught for the touchdown. 
Smith, Ryan Rackey, Westwood won. That's the Pro Bowl 2022. Ron Wolfley devoted his entire Sunday afternoon to watching every single snap from this year's Pro Bowl, and Kyler Murray did not Stop disappoint. It. He had a pick on the first possession, but then he rebounds with three touchdown passes. Think about it, Wolf. There were six Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Every one of them threw an interception. They combined for seven picks. So, he, And oh. what a, the audacity. Wait a minute, the, Paul. Just... Don't gloss over that. How many picks, Paul? Well, there were seven total from six quarterbacks. <laughs> there were eight. <laughs> there were eight takeaways in this game. Eight turnovers in yeah. this game. Can you imagine? I mean, it's outrageous that it the AFC has won five straight Pro Bowls. Okay, I mean, my goodness, the NFC outrageous. better get off its rear. Really, what's do going on? something about it. What's outrageous? Eight turnovers in the game. That's <laughs> yeah. outrageous. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, look, the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, look, it still did great ratings, still did better ratings than the NBA Finals and, I, and the I World Series. I don't even want to hear it, Paul. It's remarkable. I not even want okay? to hear it. But, uh, you know, we're not going to get too in-depth on the Pro Bowl because, uh, you know, between that and if Wolf starts boring us, then I have these Super Bowl prop bets I printed out oh, here. Oh, no, Paul. And uh, I might bust a few of these out, Super Wolf. Super Bowl overreactions by Paul Calvisi. Yeah. If you don't bring some sort of entertainment and content like Carlos Dansby did in our last segment, then I might be forced to go through some of these Pauly prop bets that are on the line here. We'll see. But first, here's Kyler Murray, who I believe the only interview he did was with our own Danny Sarek, azcardinals.com. And Danny asked Kyler just about the offseason and what's his focus. Just get better. You know, I think there's a lot of things that I think we all need to address um, individually, uh, team-wise, that, you know, we, we, we understand, you know, kind of what happened, how we get there. You know, we got to do it together. And, um, you know, I think everybody obviously has to go back and work hard uh, individually. But, you know, when we come together, we got to be ready to go because uh, it doesn't get any easier. You know, obviously we made strides uh, throughout the three years I've been here, but, um, you know, we haven't reached that ultimate goal. So for all the drama that was lacking in the Pro Bowl, it was after the Pro Bowl where we got the drama. And it was Kyler Murray. It does. And it was him scrubbing his social media accounts. Here's Ron Wolfley's take in three, <laughs> two, one. Wolf? Paulie, honestly, right now, I, I don't even know what to say about that. He sounded so positive, did he not? Everything he said was exactly what I want to hear from Kyler Murray. He was smiling. Yes. He, he was in a good mood. I mean, he was engaging. He didn't get into details, obviously. But you're right. So then all of a sudden... Overnight or by early Monday, you realize that he had scrubbed his social media accounts. And so then, of course, in the absence of information or clarification, you get speculation. Yes. All week, there has just been rampant speculation. It's I called it the modern-day inkblot test. Everybody had a different reaction. Everybody saw it a little bit differently. Uh, even Larry Fitzgerald was asked about it at the Pro-Am, talking to Cam Cox at 12 Sports. Here's Fitz. I haven't talked to Kyler in a while, but, you know, I, he, he looked good in the Pro Bowl. Looked uh, like he was having a great time throwing touchdowns out there. And, uh, you know, I just hope everything works out the way, you know, both sides want it to work out. That's that's really what it's all about for me. I love Kyler. I love the Cardinals. And, you know, I want the best for everybody. See, even Larry Fitzgerald, the great Larry Fitzgerald, even Fitzy right there said, I just hope everything works out the way both sides want it to work out. <laughs> He's just making the assumption that because Kyler went ahead and scrubbed his social media accounts, something is there. There's something that is going on between Kyler and the Arizona Cardinals. And we've got no verification of that whatsoever. Yet at the same time, I'm going to take this and not think of that as a positive, Paul. I'm putting that in the negative column right now until somebody shows me that it is a positive. 
Look, uh, my understanding is there are plenty of people who will hit the reset button of sorts on an Instagram account, especially maybe at the end of a season. Okay, you want to start anew. I get it. The Pro Bowl marked the end of the 2021 season. Okay, I get it. But when you don't come out and clarify, when it's being debated on every ESPN show and platform ad nauseum, when Ian Rappaport calls your agent and he doesn't want to comment on it. For days this has been going on, boss. Yes. Yes, it does feed the beast. That is the speculation machine. And and so people wonder because – what is new this offseason? He is eligible for a contract extension. Correct, Paulie. And, and to me, it's not so much necessarily the social media accounts of what pictures were there and they're not there, and it includes pictures of his dog and whatever else, and they're not, okay, I get it. And there's two current pictures, one of him in an Oklahoma uniform, one him at the Pro Bowl with C.D. Lamb, his guy from college. But the fact that he doesn't follow the team accounts. But then you can also – there are also reports that he hasn't followed the team accounts for years. That's just not <laughs> his thing. Why would he, Paul? I mean, what? He's right. going to watch you do a stand-up or something, Paul? I don't know about that. Honestly, look, uh, all I know is this right now. Um, going into the offseason, this was, this was the first time he was going to be eligible to actually engage in some type of contract extension talk. So we're all making the assumption, including the legendary Larry Fitzgerald, that both sides were just, they got to work it out. They're going to have to work it out at some point in time. I would expect they will work this thing out. Um, When that's going to be, I have no idea, Paul. But I will tell you right now, I I think it's a situation that will ultimately get worked out. Will it be this offseason or will it be during the season of year four? And look, I I just presume it's all part of the process. It's all part of, you hit zoom out, the big negotiation process. Where is it going to, is it going to result in a contract extension? Like you said, this offseason, next offseason. By May, they have to decide if there's no contract extension, whether to pick up that final year, the rookie option, which we all expect them to do. Yes. So, you know, from there you figure it out. In the meantime... I have a prop bet, Ron Wolfley. Here's one for you, okay? Since gambling is legal now, sports betting in 30 states, including the AZ, here's a prop bet that you can wager on, theoretically, potentially. How many Super Bowl commercials will feature a dog? The over-under is six and a half. What color will Snoop Dogg's shoes be during the halftime show? The Uh, color. I'm going to go red for Snoop Dogg right there, and I'm going to go the under on the dogs. The favorite, by the way, Vegas says is blue shoes. The long shots are red, pink, green, and purple. <laughs> I went red long shot. Um, here's one. Will Snoop, and this is this is yes or no, will Snoop smoke on stage? Will he light up on stage? No, Bob. Okay. Will a player perform the icky shuffle? The last time since he was in the Super Bowl, 1989, running back Icky Woods. No. More prop bets and more Super Bowl next on the Big Red Rage. attempt for Cincinnati. Snap, placement, McPherson, kick on the way. It's good! McPherson knocks it through and the fairy tale continues for the Cincinnati Bengals. They are going to the Super Bowl. Garoppolo in the gun, the snap, the front back, the five-man rush. He's hit once, he bounces, he's hit again, he's sacked. No, he threw it away. He throws an interception as he was trying. Just threw it wildly, and it was intercepted by Howard. The Rams have intercepted Rob 
house with big names and took a big gamble have gotten a huge, huge payoff. They're going to the Super Bowl and they're going to take on the surprising Cincinnati Bengals here in Los Angeles in Super Bowl 56. Final calls from the conference championship games on Westwood 1. The rookie kicker for the Bengals, Evan Shooter McPherson, four for four in all three playoff games. And then you're the final call, the Rams advancing. As we wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, Ron Wolfley, Paul Calvisi. Wolf, you know what I think of when I think of the Rams these days? I think of B.A., at the beginning of All or Nothing. Why is that, Polly? Back in 2015, when he told the team in the first team meeting, we're not talking about a Super Bowl. <laughs> we're talking about a Super Bowl ring. That's what I think of with the Rams. Making it does them no good. They are all in on this season. And the ring, they've been there and done that with a Super Bowl loss. They have every single advantage. They have the experience. They have the home field. We've heard the analysis. They're staying in their own beds, in their own facilities, in their own team hotel beforehand. I mean, to me, all the pressure is on the L.A. Rams to come away with the Lombardi. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that, Paulie. And, you know, there was a part of me that was really, really proud, almost SEC proud. I would call it NFC West proud that the 49ers and the Rams were the NFC Championship game. (laughs) There it is. It's the NFC West. It's the beating heart of the football universe. It's the best football we as a species can generate in the NFC West. And then I think that the Cardinals should have won the NFC West, Paul. All they had to do was beat the Seattle Seahawks that last week of the season at home, and they would have won the NFC West. It just, you know, again, um, it's a bittersweet thing that the Rams, of course, are in the Super Bowl and the Arizona Cardinals got knocked out in that first playoff game. And to me right now, I, I, I'm i having a hard time thinking of the Rams as Super Bowl champions. Yeah. I mean, how can you not look at the NFC Championship game and think, oh my goodness, the Arizona Cardinals beat those two teams three out of four this Correct. year. All right, so... In looking at this matchup, especially the quarterbacks, Kyle Vandenbosch on the Red Sea Report this week talked about his unique connection to both quarterbacks. One, he played with Matthew Stafford his final year in Detroit. And then number two, listen to his connection here with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, when I was at Nebraska, uh, I played with his two brothers. They both played defense. Uh, Jamie Burrow was in my recruiting class in my uh, freshman year roommate and so little Joe Burrow would come around um, when he was a baby and, and I held Joe Burrow when he was a baby so um, I'd like to think that you know I, I got him started down a, a successful football career just by the advice I gave him when he was a baby. The Midas touch. How about that? That's awesome. Can we get you to hold Kyler Murray? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you'd appreciate that. <laughs> I got this visual here yeah. which is outstanding. How about that? Wow. KVB, the infant, Joe Burrow, was in his arms. <laughs> and, and look look at the man he's grown up to be. Oh, I don't know, just in his last seven games, Joe Burrow has 15 touchdown passes and two picks. And by the way, if he does get chased around by Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, you realize he led the NFL with nearly 11 passing yards per attempt when extending plays. Yeah. He's excellent on the move. So whether Kyle is wanna, he wants to take credit for that or not, I don't know. But boom, Joe Burrow, I mean, if anyone's equipped to really handle 
that front of the Rams, I think the kid has it. Yeah, you know, Paulie, I mean, protection is going to be critical for Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. And we've seen this kid go against the Tennessee Titans, get sacked nine times. Paulie, if that happens in the Super Bowl, I don't. I think it's going to be a blowout if that happens in this Super Bowl because of just how good that defensive line truly is. But I think also, Paul, you have to think of when you talk about protecting Joe Burrow, it's more schematic than it is just the physical offensive lineman as well. You got to run the ball, man. You got to keep him in a balanced offense. And that way, it's easier for your offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, the only team to win a Super Bowl after a season when they won four or fewer games Kurt Warner's Rams, 1999. Think wow. about that. By the way, more Pauly prop bets real quick here. Um, you can bet on what jersey Drake will wear during the halftime show. Uh, you can bet on the price of cryptocurrency during the Super Bowl because, remember, it's <laughs> traded 24-7. Will Bitcoin go up or down? I'll leave will that there, up to you, Paul. Will there be a walk-off game-winning field goal to end the Super Bowl, yes or no? Will no. the Super Bowl end in, in a score-agami, a final score that's never happened before in Super Bowl history? No. A big boy touchdown. Will any offensive lineman score a touchdown? No. Okay, there you go. Uh, Jim Almondro and Jeff Darge, thank you. Thanks to Carlos Dansby. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Cowboy. Number one, Tyler Murray. You've been listening to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.